Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites, revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality, coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Strange Planet. Thank you, as always, for sticking me in your ear. How many people do you know in New York who would move into a haunted apartment simply because it's cheap? Actually, I'm betting probably quite a few, especially these days with the average price of an apartment over $5,000 a month. Well, that's what happens to characters Alex and Ben in a brand new horror film by director Alan Piper entitled Evil Sublet. They find their dream apartment in New York's East Village, a.k.a. The Evil, and they're like, who cares if it's uh, cursed? The rent is cheap and it's got an eat-in kitchen. But when the uh, bad roommate situation of living with murderous ghosts becomes too much for them, they must enlist the help of friends to escape the evil of their sublet. And uh, happy to... Welcome to the program, Alan Piper, the director of Evil Sublet. He's a filmmaker, commentator, strategist. For four years, he was the supervising politics producer for Now This, the world's leading news outlet on mobile devices, where he helped lead coverage that reached 70% of Americans in their 20s. And during his tenure, Now This audience grew by over 300%. His on-camera pieces have garnered over 145 million views on Now This, social media platforms. Piper's new movie, the horror comedy Evil Sublet is the story, again, of a New York couple who knowingly move into a haunted apartment. Evil Sublet stars legendary television actress Sally Struthers and viral video performer Jennifer Lee Houston. Alan and Jennifer, welcome to you both. Awesome. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. Evil Sublet. So evil, the East Village. Just orient me now. I'm, I'm looking at a, a map in my mind of Manhattan Island. The, obviously, it's in the east, but is it, what is it, like 3rd, 2nd Avenue? How far east? Where is it? It's 1st it's Avenue. Uh, you know, at this point, it's not far from NYU. NYU is creeping further and further. But really, historically, it is very much a uh blue collar area that was where the uh the old um fabric district was down oh, yes. there so right. uh, part of it still is the, the lighting district uh the delicatessen katz's famous delicatessen is a stone's throw from our apartment so a lot of uh iconic uh east village landmarks still around uh but yeah very much a ukrainian Sometimes Ukrainian, sometimes Polish, sometimes German neighborhood, uh, depending on what year you're talking about. And now it's just filled with hipsters who want cheap rent. And, uh, uh, New Yorkers love to give neighborhoods uh, funny little names. Right. Uh, Tribeca is for the triangle below Canal. Mm -hmm. Soho is the area south of Houston. Noho is north of Houston. Dumbo is one of the most interesting nicknames, and that's down under Manhattan Bridge. Ah, I don't know that. As, as yeah. far as I know, before our movie, no one had nicknamed the East Village the Evil, which I'm surprised about. I mean, New York's got a Hell's Kitchen. We should certainly right. have an evil. Yeah, I used to live in Hell's Kitchen. 
So but there's no <laughs> I, neighborhood I haven't lived in. So. I have a feeling that evil is going to catch on. I, I think so. It's very marketable. Before we get into the movies, tell me about Sally Struthers. We'll remember Sally Struthers as Gloria, married to Meathead on All in the Family. How did you get her involved in the picture? From what I understand, she scares easily. So how did you get her involved in a in a scary movie? Well, all right. Well, I will say, Sally, uh, this is her first horror film. Mm-hmm. She is not a fan of watching horror films, but she is she is such a dedicated performer that I think that she would, I think, I, I, she is I what I would consider to be a very fearless performer. So I think uh, she'd said that it was always on her bucket list to be in a horror movie, even though she doesn't watch them. And so uh, we are just very fortunate to be the the first people to cast her in such a role. Yeah. And and as how how we got her was we we, we are friends with her. Um, We had never worked with her before professionally, but it's, it's really interesting to me. I know my husband's writing voice so well. So as I was reading Evil Sublet for the very first time, I come across this character and I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing Sally Struthers in this role. And I went to Alan afterwards and I said, oh, well, first of all, this is awesome. Thank you. I love you. Anything you want now you have from me. Uh, but I said, did you write that character for Sally Struthers? And he was like, maybe and i was like what on earth makes you think that sally struthers is gonna work in our little bohemian low budget (laughs) ultra low budget horror flick and he's like so we did not ask her for a while it took my greatest courage to actually i mean we we text a lot and we, we talk a lot and one day i just got my balls up and i said i just dude what are you doing? Will you be in our horror movie? She didn't even read it. She goes, yes. Hmm. I was like, hold up, hold up. What You haven't even read it. You have no idea what this man has written for you. It is, it's something. Her, that, her character takes some unexpected twists and turns. But she's, she's, the least, yes. she's the leasing agent, right? So she knows the unit's haunted and she's trying to. She, like, she is the, on. she's the leaseholder. So, right. uh, so, it, so, uh, for, for people who aren't used to subletting, which is very common in New York, often uh, one person will rent an apartment, sign a lease with whoever owns the apartment, and then end up subletting it to someone else for any number of reasons. And it creates a situation where it's not always legal, uh, and it creates a situation where the tenants uh, don't uh, because it's uh, sort of a an under the under the table sort of arrangement, the tenants in a subletting arrangement don't have the full protections that uh, you have. No New protections. York, yes, that fact. New York tenants would have. So, so she plays the mysterious leaseholder, and uh, uh, Jen's character and uh, Charlie Tucker, who plays her husband, are the uh, are the people who move into the apartment. And uh, I don't want to reveal everything about how uh, about how Sally's character plays out, but I will say that she she brings so much to the role. She and I am so impressed by her performance. She's there are times when she is hilarious and I had to bite my hand so as not to uh, ruin the take by laughing in it. And then 
there are moments where she's so poignant that I I found myself tearing up. Uh, it was it's really she's a she's an incredible performer, and, and I'm utterly honored to have had this opportunity to work with her. So um, just clarify something. I don't know it, it, the real estate law in the United States, but I think up in Canada, if a place is haunted, uh, full disclosure, the real estate agent is supposed to relay that information to the prospective buyer or renter. I guess in this case, because there's no agent involved, they can skirt around that. Or is there a law? Do we know? Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure what the actual, you don't need to be told if it's haunted. I think there are laws that you do need to, to be told if the previous, if the immediate previous tenant died in the apartment. I believe that that is as far as that goes. But I will also tell you that uh, most I will also tell you that many New York landlords do not adhere to either the letter or the spirit of the law. No. Imagine uh, that. <laughs> but uh, Jen's character and her husband move in aware, forewarned, that the apartment has an evil history. But uh, as I think many New Yorkers can relate to, and I think probably uh, people in big cities around the world can relate to, the prospect of dealing with horrifying phenomena uh, is potentially small uh, for an apartment that has some room that you can afford. Yeah. There you go. I mean, uh, that's the way I feel. It was my apartment. Our actual apartment. That is, that's, we know that it's true that people will live in an apartment where strange things happen because we're doing it. As long as there's no blood. I'm happy to stay with whatever has been going on there all well, of these years. Jennifer, the, the apartment in the movie was, uh, part of it was filmed in your apartment. and Yes, so, this, our apartment. Oh, yeah. it's your apartment to collect. Okay, yeah. and you have, there's some paranormal activity happening in your apartment. Strange things happen in, uh, strange things happen in our apartment. And uh, I will, I will say that sort of in this relationship, uh, uh, Jen is the Mulder. I am the Scully. I, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't try to, exp I don't say, oh, it is a ghost. It isn't a ghost. But I will say that things happen in the apartment that cannot be easily explained. Such as? Well, we don't want to give too much away because we put all, a lot of those things actually in the movie. Um, we actually captured some things happening, yeah, and then used them in the movie. Uh, one of uh, uh, one of one of the things that sometimes happens in our apartment is well, well I'll, tell, I'll tell you a different thing first. So we did a scene. We did a scene where supposedly an object falls off a shelf, which actually does happen in our apartment a good deal. Mm -hmm. But for the purposes of making a movie, we you know we we had the object. Uh, fall off the shelf. Uh, but then it wasn't until I was editing the scene later that I noticed. So it's a it's a picture frame that falls onto the uh, falls onto the ground and and shatters. And we come into the scene when it has already fallen onto the ground and uh, Jen's character finds it. And it wasn't until I was editing the movie that I was looking at the footage and I noticed the picture frame on the ground is just sliding yeah it's just moving very slowly uh for no reason for no reason that i can think uh and uh, and that's so that was something we accidentally captured in the movie uh there's another moment 
something that has happened several times in our apartment is that the sink, the bathroom sink, will uh, turn itself on. I, I don't mean it starts dripping. I mean... Fully on. Yes. Lover raised. And so one day, uh, years ago, I don't... I don't say it's a ghost. It's a poltergeist. I don't. I don't know what it is. I just say things are happening. And as a curious person and a filmmaker, I want to document what's happening. So just on my phone, I filmed. I, I, first thing, I woke up in the morning. I walked to the bathroom, and the the sink is just full, full going. So I filmed it, and uh, then we actually used that footage of that in the movie. We had that happen to uh, to Jen's character. She steps into the bathroom, she pulls out a phone, and then it looks like you're seeing the perspective of her phone, but it's actually the perspective of when this really happened. But then, to add a twist onto that, shortly after we filmed that scene, uh, we, we're filming other things in the apartment, and uh, you know, we'd left the bathroom normally you know like the sink off and everything and uh, we come back into the bathroom the sink is not on the sink is off but the drain has been stopped and it has filled up to the very edge so so i walk in to the rest of the crew that was there there was a, a kind of a, a big cast and i said was somebody filling up the bathroom sink for a reason and everybody goes I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fill up the sink. I mean, that, why would you, why would you do that? It's a very, you know, there were five people there filming that night it was an active restroom, if you will. And everybody said, I didn't fill it up. I didn't fill it. Up. I haven't even been in there. And there it was with just a full sink of water for no reason. And that's not the first time that that's happened. Um, it is a brand new sink. It's not that easy the the everything's working properly it requires a bit of effort to lift the stopper up so and was, filling filling a sink to the very top and then shutting and stopping, it off that's i a, mean that's very specific that's very yeah very precise uh how does the normally skittish sally struthers how did she deal with that she didn't want to stay with us that's for sure we she, had yeah we had originally hoped that uh, that she would stay with us in we the have apartment. a guest room she prefers to stay with people she does a lot of theater she's almost always in a show mm -hmm. so she's either on the road on a tour at some you know and staying at people's houses is not unfamiliar to her and i thought this is perfect we have that you know we'll save on hotel rates in Manhattan, especially in our neighborhood. But the minute she heard about the shenanigans, if you will, she was like, nope, <laughs> I'm out, hotel. So, so we filmed, she she agreed to film her scenes in the apartment. Uh, fortunately, I think for her, uh, most of most of her scenes occur outside of the actual apartment. <laughs> but uh, and fortunately, as we filmed the scenes in the apartment, uh, nothing nothing happened to her. No. So I'm very yeah. relieved about that. Yeah. Uh, Jen gave a stern talking to the apartment before she came in. I did. I did. I saged. I bay leafed. I rosemaried. 
I saw Were you making blood. a salad or were you chasing out ghosts? <laughs> I was chasing that ghost. I'm like pulling out all the herbs. I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm pulling out. I am Googling. I am calling people. I am, you know, all of my friends who are, you know, into whatever they're into. And um, anyway, well, I, it, it nothing abated what nothing until I called a professional in abated what was ramping up in our apartment it was it was definitely the case that strange things began happening much more frequently after we began strange things had always been happening that was part of the sure. inspiration for making the movie right but after we started making the movie it really did start ramping up and 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 frankly we're, we're sitting here laughing like oh you're haunted apart oh isn't that hilarious it's really Actually, it stopped being hilarious to me, to me personally, um, because I was, I don't, I was feeling attacked, if you will. And I don't mean, I don't mean physically. I mean, like, I, I, it, it was like a spiritual oppression or something. Yeah, it was, it was too much. There was just a heaviness. Um, I'm hearing voices and I'm perfectly sane knock on wood. I'm perfectly sane. No. And, you know, I was being awakened by voices calling my name. I was being touched. I was being tapped on the shoulder. I was having my hair tugged. There were, it, it was, it, it stopped being cute. Well, so, one of the most alarming things you described was this specific thing that uh, a voice gave you a command. Yeah. Normally as, as we, started ramping up in the apartment uh the past couple of years i started and it's going to sound mad but really a few different voices always around the same time at in the morning it's like around three and i have horrendous insomnia so here i am like reading my stephen king books up just waiting you know or edgar Allan poe or whomever i was reading um, you know, um, but, uh, at first it would be just, um, either I got a lot of hello, I got a few hi. And in this voice that I can't even describe just so otherworldly. And I thought, God, am I, am I dreaming? I'm, I've got the book open. I'm very much in, ensconced in my story. So I'm definitely, you know, and it's not coming from outside. And then my name, Jen, with a, you know, question. And I'm like, yes. I, I, I didn't say that because I didn't want to wake up my husband. Who are you talking to? Um, but not that long ago, um, I did start to be able to isolate. And I'm sorry, I, I'm trying to build some suspense. I started to, one particular voice started to come more frequently and it was definitely a female and she was definitely not okay. Um, it sounded very much, sounds still current, like she's suffering, to be frank. Um, it's moaning as if on your deathbed. And um, she had never said a word, an actual word to me before. She would always just go, uh, uh, as you know, mm -hmm. and 
one night I'm wide the hell awake and very loudly she said, move. And when I mean, I feel like I levitated off of the bed and I was, I was very shaken. That was not okay. The, the fear that it elicited in me was beyond anything that in my 20 years of being there have I ever experienced. All of that other stuff. I can handle a book falling down. You want to move my stuff? Fine. You want to flicker the lights on? You want to break my dishes? You want to, you know, say my name at the foot of the bed? You want to even touch my foot? I'm actually okay with all of that. What I'm not okay with was that. Wow. I'm not okay with her. Well done. So just jump in right here. We're going to take a quick time out. Evil okay. sublet, art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life. Uh, Jennifer Lee Houston is the leading lady and Alan Piper is the director. Back with more of our conversation right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. And we are back with director Alan Piper and Jennifer Lee Houston, the leading lady in Evil Sublet. Takes place in an actual haunted apartment in... The East Village, hence Eville, East Village. And um, it, this whole scenario reminds me of that, um, that story slash joke where there's a, a couple walking down the street in New York and there's a police line around this, I don't know, like a brownstone or a apartment and, and uh, the police stops the couple. You can't go, you, you got to walk around, you can't go through here. And they say, why? We just want to, we just want to walk and visit. We're visiting friends in the neighborhood. No, you can't go here. There's been a horrible grisly murder. There's bodies everywhere. There's blood everywhere. And uh, the, the couple says, well, we just have one question. Was that a two bedroom or a three? So that's, that's, an, that's an old New York joke. Probably everyone in New York knows that joke. Yes. Um, yeah. Evil sublet. There's a very interesting um, story here that has to do with how this movie was crowdfunded. Yes, we gave people who contributed to the movie the option to become ghosts in the movie. And so they sent us selfies and we turned the selfies into ghosts and hid faces in the shadows uh, in the corners of the apartment. And I like the idea for a lot of reasons, one of which is it helped make it possible to make the movie. It also, as compared to a lot of other crowdsourcing uh, strategies, it makes the people who contributed literally part of the movie. But then finally, it adds to the creepiness of the movie. So we're about to have our, our world premiere at the Coney Island Film Festival. And uh, we've had a couple of small test screenings and people will get really freaked out because they'll be watching a scene and then they'll realize halfway through the scene that this whole time there's been a face in the corner that they didn't even notice and then they jump when they notice it so i um so i, I it was uh, it was a good it was a good tactic some of the uh, some of the faces are easy to spot some of them are very well hidden 
And uh, there are about 200 ghostly faces in the movie. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are some faces that we didn't put there in as well. But yeah. uh, but I haven't found any of those yet. The old woman under my bed. Move! Lovely, lovely. Wow. That's a that's a uh, a, a, a wonderful concept uh, to include the crowdfunders in the movie in this way. It's a brilliant idea. You mentioned the Coney Island Film Festival. Uh, you shot some scenes at uh, Coney Island on the uh, the the Wonder Wheel, which is it's got to be one, one of the oldest amusement rides in America and and the Spookorama. I believe that the Wonder Wheel is the oldest operating Ferris wheel in the U.S. Uh, technically, it's more than a Ferris wheel. It's what's uh, it's called an eccentric wheel, and I believe that it is. It's the original. It's patented, and I believe it has been uh, reproduced in two other places in the world. Uh, the one of them is Disneyland. Yes, Disney's California Adventure. The Ferris wheel there uh, follows the same model, and uh, there's one in Japan. And uh, so the family that run the Wonder Wheel are, is the Verderis family. And they have been very support. They're very supportive of, of the community as a whole. And they've been very supportive of us and our filmmaking. And so they invited us in to film on the Wonder Wheel. The Wonder Wheel is 123 years old. Uh, I guess it turns 123 on Memorial Day weekend is when it will be. And uh, we also filmed Inside the Spookorama, which is one of the nation's oldest operating dark rides. It is it's a pretzel ride where cars go through and go on a twisty, turny track and things jump out. Now, what's funny filming there is that Jen is legitimately terrified of the Spookorama. And so there is no acting taking place in the scene where she is getting scared going through. And unfortunately, I I had to ask her to go through a few times. Spurious. And we had, I was hoping, I was hoping that I could avoid sending her through one more time. And we tried to cheat. Uh, we'd made a music video in there uh, several years ago. And so I tried to sh to cheat some shots from the music video to, to play because, you know, it's dark, it's uh, the lights are flashing. And I was hoping no one would notice that the version of Jen that appears inside the Spookorama uh, it has a short, dark bob haircut. <laughs> I thought, you know, in the shadows with the lights flashing, you won't notice. Didn't work. And uh, our producer, Beth Where Ann- was the Ma continuity person? Well, yeah. see, that's the thing. Our producer, Beth Ann Master Marino said, no, you know, that's that's not gonna fly. You, you've, gotta, you've gotta get new shots where Jen looks the way she does now. And so it was, it was, it's not my fault. It was Beth's fault that you had to that you had to go in one more time. I don't know what my problem is. I will watch or read anything hard. There's not a movie that can scare me, but one automatronic thing, and I am I am just lost. I don't know. There's no explaining. Are there some creepy clowns in the movie? There are yep. some. Yes, there is a very. Uh, Coney Island is known for uh, what's called the funny face. It is uh, it is a face of a grinning, uh, a, a man with just a ridiculously wide grin, an inhumanly wide grin. 
And it's sort of in, in a lot of ways, it sort of sums up the tone of the movie because this is a horror comedy. So uh, a gr it's it's a grin because it's funny. It's it's delightful. It's we can all laugh at it. Right. But there's also something just terrifying about it. And uh, so we uh, a uh, creator by the name of Brendan Schweda and uh, Kevin Moe had uh, created rubber masks to recreate the iconic Tony Island funny face. And so we have a character, a clown-like apparition that is wearing that mask throughout the movie who provides some of the biggest scares. And that's, uh, that is played by uh, Patrick Wall, the general manager of Coney Island USA. Yeah. Ah. Uh, any other um, performers from Coney Island Circus Sideshow make a, yes. a cameo in the movie? Yes. Uh, Adam Realman, who is the creative director of Coney Island USA and is a strong man and sword swallower, uh, does a sword swallowing act in the movie. And I all I will say about it is that in our movie, we represent a sword swallowing act gone horribly wrong. Oh, dear. And uh, you, you kind of have to be a brilliant, you have to be a brilliant sword swallower to do a sword swallow that looks so wrong without actually going wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so he's, he's amazing in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, and we have uh, a ventriloquist performer, Carla Rhodes, who ventriloquist slash uh nationally renowned nature photographer yeah. and uh she's uh, like you do she <laughs> sure. is uh, Just, these days another these one of those days, yeah. yeah these days she's more nature photographer than ventriloquist yeah. but she came out of ventriloquism retirement with her hundred year old doll to uh to provide some uh very mm. creepy moments in our movie as well actually you had me at ventriloquist slash <laughs> um, a friend of mine, his grandfather started a circus sideshow in Canada. It's called, it's now called Carnival Diablo. And he has a wooden ventriloquist doll that he believes and psychics have claimed that it is haunted. The same ventriloquist doll maker that made Charlie McCarthy made this ventriloquist doll and they suspect it was, the wood was carved from a hangman's tree. <gasps> Wow. Well, we have no idea who carved Cecil Sinclair, and I don't know if he's actually haunted, but he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so that's enough. I, I, oh, I got to see, I just got the shivers. I don't care about my haunted apartment. Don't bring <laughs> ventriloquist doll to my house. Yeah. Ever since magic, he just, he just ruined it for all of us. Right. right. Another time out back with more in a moment. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Evil Sublet, starring Jennifer Lee Houston, Sally Struthers, and directed by Alan Piper, and Jennifer and Alan are here. Um, the Coney Island Film Festival. Uh, your Evil Sublet is going to, is it going to debut there? Yes, the world premiere is May 6th at 9 p.m. It is sold out. Uh, but we are we are so 
We're so excited to premiere at this festival. It is the only film festival in the world where a person can go into a movie screening, see a great movie, and then come out and see someone swallow a sword or drive a nail into his face or go ride the Wonder Wheel or the Cyclone. Yeah. It really is It really is a special uh, film festival. And it's on the beach. Who could ask for more? Yes. I mean, come on. Hammering a nail into your, they, they, what do they call, are they called geeks or freaks? Ah. Freaks. Well, all right, so then hammering the nail, that act is- Well, it's called the human blockhead. It's called the human blockhead. But they and it was themselves as freaks. Well, it, yes, there are, there are very there are various types of freaks. Uh, these days, uh, the Coney Island Circus Sideshow features a variety of what are called working acts, which is people who do uh, incredible incredible things, like drive a nail into their face. Uh, the The nail in the face is called the Human Blockhead, and that originated in Coney Island. Yep. Uh, a, a sideshow performer by the name of Melvin Burkhardt uh, created that act, and it is it is since it since traveled the world. Uh, it's a it's a very uh, it's a it's a very fun uh, sideshow thing to do because it is both dangerous and gross and a little bit funny. I mean, there's something uh, there's something pretty darkly funny about someone driving a nail into their into their nose, yeah. which is uh, I, again that is that is the tone that our that our film follows. It's it's the scary things that are also funny. Yes. Anyone that sets uh, bear traps onto their hands or eats light bulbs, do you have any of those? Yes. Not not in the film. Not in the film. No. But, but Coney, oh, I, yes. Coney Island. Just in the East Village on a typical Saturday night. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, yeah. Or as Alan likes to say, you know, if there was an apocalypse and the zombies were to rise up, we wouldn't know. <laughs> That's right. How would you know the just normies from the zombies? You wouldn't know. It's uh, it's still got it's still got a vibe to it. The East Village. No. Yeah. What what are the um the, the plans for the movie? Other film festivals? Uh, do you have a distributor? Are you close to? We getting will one? we will soon be able to make announcements about uh, upcoming film festivals and distributions. The idea is that we're going to spend uh, some time playing at film festivals, building an audience, and uh, then. We look for it to be available uh, more widely uh, following that. Now, is this a genre that that um, you'd like to explore further, both of you, either of you? Or is this is this kind of a one-off and you're going to move on to, uh, I don't know, comedies and other... Jennifer's I, I, I'm already doing anything. I'm I will already... do anything. Whatever he wants me to do, I will do it. I, I'm I'm working up a new script for another horror comedy that is uh, we've uh, we've dealt with a haunted apartment. Now we may be dealing with a haunted car, and uh, he won't let me. He won't tell me yet. He wants me to wait until it's completely written. <clears throat> the haunted car, and does that come from personal experience as well? <laughs> that does come from and, some personal experience. Yeah, uh, I had. Again, I I don't I don't try to say uh, I don't try to explain things that I don't understand. Uh, I just I just say it's an unexplained phenomenon. I had a car that every time that car uh, crossed a certain on ramp uh, to the 405 freeway in Los Angeles, a voice would come out of the radio 
and say, Mom. And uh, and I recorded it. And uh, on a cassette, because that's the year we're talking about here. <laughs> or an eight track. Yeah. And uh, I've actually edited that audio into Evil Sublet. And so there's a, there's a moment that doesn't take place in a car, but where Jen's character experiences something somewhat similar similar to that, and it uh, uh, it includes some of the actual audio from it is it expands upon the audio that I recorded, but it includes some of the actual audio that I recorded from that car. So this- you may you may have the uh, the aforementioned EVP with you. Did you say? I, I have it on my computer, Do, I, and I think my computer. I think you are getting my computer audio. So let me see if I can play it. Yeah, I should have thought to have it at the That's ready. Right. Oh, I will say it came through the radio. The radio had to be on, so you're going to hear it coming through music. November 23rd, 6.45 p.m. What about... This is November 29th. December 5th, recording from the back seat. December 27th. Contract. What are you doing? Holy smokes. I don't know what to make of that. Jennifer, what did you make of it when you first heard it? was one of our when we were very first dating you know 16 years ago this is one of the very first things that he shared with me because he was walking he had a digital recording of this and we were talking about phenomena and and um he said i i had something very unexplained happen to me and he told me the story and what he didn't tell you was this happened over and over and over and over again. And he started inviting people into the car with him so that they could witness it because it happened to him every single time, including he invited a psychic. Oh, yes. To when I, when I invited the psychic. So she warned me. She said she she said uh, she said, well, I have I'm I'm very accustomed to this. I said, I just I just want to know what's happening if I don't I don't say that it is a spirit. But if it is a spirit, it sounds like it's distressed. I'd, I'd like to help it. She said, well, I speak to spirits all the time. And what? What's that? 
Yes. No, I'm helping them. Don't worry. And now, and so she, she seemed to be quite comfortable with the idea of it all. So this is fine. And then, and so we go driving and I say, now I, this is, it, this pretty much always happens for me. It might not happen. You know, just we have, she says, oh no, no, I'll be prepared for it. We go driving through, we're approaching, we're coming up right at the spot. And as we pull through, the voice comes out and goes, mom. And the psychic goes, oh, my God, it's real. Shit, what was that? And uh, so that's uh, so she wasn't able to provide an explanation, unfortunately. Yeah. When he played it for me way back when um, he said, I, I, I've i never gotten an explanation. I, I've never been able to, to nail it down. He goes, would you like to hear it? And I was like, sure. He played it for me. We I just quieted everything. And he played it for me and I immediately started crying. It it went to my guts and in a way that, again, I haven't really experienced before. I'm sorry that things keep what ringing. Is, is that a fax machine? <laughs> it is my mom's basement. There is a fax machine. That's it. <laughs> Telex. Where can we get more information on Evil Sublet if we can't make it down to Coney Island on May 6th for the world premiere? Um, where can we find out more? At evilsublet.com. And uh, we are also Evil Sublet on Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. All right. Well, good luck on the 6th in Coney Island. No, you don't say good luck. I guess you say break a leg, right? Break a leg on in uh, Coney Island. Alan? Thank you so much. Thank you. Jennifer, thank you. Great to meet you both. Thank you so much. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 